Welcome, everybody. It's the second episode of the Bobby Horror Picture Show. I'm joined by my co-host, Sleeves. How's it going over there, Sleeves? It's all gravy, baby. All gravy. Pretty exciting episode today. We're off and running with the podcast. We had Franklin Lombardo on for Vegas Vacation, and now our second guest is really a... uh, a notorious bugling now at this moment. Um, lots of things to talk with him. He is on Twitter as at Mr. Gibson. That's right. We have Jeff Gibson. He is the chief editor of Hot Dog Monthly, Twitter's number one pickle painter, and the co-host of the hit podcast, Doom Boys. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. It is an honor to be here. Oh, the honor's all on our end. And today, we have the privilege of talking about, uh, is this your favorite movie, Jeff? Probably. my favorite movie, yeah, absolutely. Your favorite movie, and it was something that was new to uh, Sleeves and I both. The Hudsucker Proxy, the 1994 Coen Brothers, and it actually has Sam Raimi with it, which um, I didn't know. I didn't really even know this was a Coen Brothers before this. To be honest, it kind of slipped my raid radar. I've it's, seen most of their movies except for like three, and this was one of them. I think that's for most people. This movie was a box office bomb, made no money, and no one ever talks about it when they bring up the Coen brothers. I had never heard of it myself either. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about it. What made you like? Okay, so it's a movie nobody has really heard of. How did he? How did you find it? What? Uh, uh, got you aware about it and what made you what made you like it the answer was bruce campbell i found out he was in it and then i went hunting and i found it and i absolutely loved it i did not see it in the theater like everybody else and um probably found it at a video store but got it just because of bruce campbell i liked everybody else in it but it was mostly because of him yeah i love i love bruce campbell uh Okay, before we get two two more into it, uh, let's talk. Let's do a little little quick what the movie is. Uh, Bobby, you want to tell tell us what the movie was about? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so it opens with the classic uh, narration by a wise old black man, which I always appreciate in movies. Um, it really rings true to me. We're actually seeing uh, Moses. It's played by Bill Cobbs. I had to look this up, guys. He was in First Kid. I had I knew I recognized that that black actor so my, that ran the clock. My second favorite movie. <laughs> exactly. Now, yeah, you don't even need to tell me the rest of your top five, and I know you know what you're doing with movies. Yeah, he's in First Kid, and also uh, the Matt LeBlanc Ed movie. Do you know about that, Sleeves? I I didn't know he was in that. I know everything Matt LeBlanc does. So you know about, about the, what, what that, that movie is? It's Ed. I it's about Matt LeBlanc and say no more. Do you know what it is, Jeff? I got really excited about this. Um, I don't think I've seen it, but I think that is probably a monkey playing baseball. You nailed it. Yeah, this was yeah. during the uh, the time of Air Bud and exactly. Dunst- They're like. High five in at first base or something. Oh, that's amazing. it's epic. But anyways, I, I I get derailed by such things. 
uh, it starts and we're seeing our lead Norville, who's the president at Hudsucker Industries, and he's basically about to commit commit suicide. Jump off the ledge from is it the forty fourth floor? I think there's forty five with the mezzanine. They say is that right, Jeff? I I don't know the exact height. It's up there. It's yeah, they there. they argue about 44, 45. Yeah, 44 with the mezzanine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh and but that's not Norville yet. That that's not Norville. Norville works in the mail room. The guy that no, jumps no, is Hudsucker. No. That was Mr. Hudsucker. No, no. Jeff, we, we, we watched, watched this, this last night, night and Jeff <laughs> watched it today. I hope Jeff paid attention better than you. It it does start with him jumping. Nor it starts with Norville jumping off. It's the classic um the end of the movie, bro. We're we're seeing we're jumping and remember it said the past. Oh, so then it goes back to the to the future when then when then Mister Hudsucker jumps too. Yes, because gotcha. we don't see uh, Norville jump, but Mister Hudsucker just runs like a bowling ball out of the. Okay, office. see that I I missed that. I remembered Hudsucker jumping and then uh, I remember Norville. Uh, free falling, but that's not till later. I missed that part in the intro, but I do love the intro because uh, one of the quotes in it is "out of hope, out of rope, <laughs> and out of time," and uh, that that was incredible. I love that line a lot. Yeah, and so essentially, what the story is is um, Tim Robbins is a young hunk. Everybody knows that the most hunkly bodies are tall, skinny guys in Hollywood. It's just a coincidence that I'm a tall, skinny guy, too. So he's looking for any job he can get. And then the corporation, after losing their president, wants to drive down the, the price of uh, their stock. They're going to get a, an idiot. And Tim Robbins is the perfect guy, they think. But I, I actually really liked how he got there. And that he had to start in the mail room, and it seemed like they were at like war or something in the mail room. Jeff getting real exaggerated with that Cohen's humor. Oh, the whole that mail room. Go ahead. Oh, the whole movie is the whole movie is almost like a living cartoon. Yeah, it it really like the mail room scene and like the front of the building. Um, it really gave me like. Tim Burton Gotham City vibes from his Batman movie. It it like I could see it uh I could see him doing this movie equally as well. Tim Burton? Yeah. So like just like the atmosphere in that mailroom and stuff. In the buildings outside. When you showed them at night, it was all like a Batman scene I was, with uh, the clouds real high. I was picturing Johnny Depp in a dumb hat being Norville Barnes, and that would have killed the whole movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, more like his Gotham City. Yeah, uh, it's uh, noir. It's like a, the Tim Burton movies are, it's like a mix of decades and all that, but it's a lot of like 1950s architecture and noir and all these fancy yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so Norville's in the mailroom. He gets... He just get he gets a blue letter he has to deliver upstairs to Mister. And the blue letter is bigger than a big deal. And I actually have a surprise, Jeff. We sent a blue letter in the mail oh. to you, and it's coming with instructions. Okay. Because <laughs> the blue letter is like 
holier than that God at this company. It stops and he gets to go everything. Everything, yeah. So he gets to go to basically the top floor and meet Paul Newman. And Paul Newman is uh, Musburger, Sydney right? Sydney Musburger. What do you think of that interview? Have you ever had um, the luck that Tim Robbins has and just said the wrong things and get hired? I have kept jobs longer than I should, so I don't have to go on interviews. That's smart. No, That's smart. it's not. It's terrible. But interviews are the worst possible thing I can ever deal with. I've, I've definitely, definitely like blown off an interview the day of just because interviews suck. So I understand that. But Tim Robbins crushes his. He, uh, Norville, like, gets the job, loses it, and then starts a trash can fire, and that leads to him doing it. It was really kind of Homer-esque. I think one of my favorite parts of that is him starting the fire and then grabbing the um, water bottle for the... I can't think of what those are called. Yeah, like that water yeah, the, cooler. Yeah, water it's just cooler. a... Yeah. Yeah, that I that is yeah that was one of my favorite scenes. He starts he starts a fire with some clearly very important paperwork. He grabs the water cooler, carries it upside down, dumping the water out all across the office. Uh, still can't get this fire out. Tries to stomp on it. Gets his foot stuck in the trash can. Then, then the paperwork starts blowing out the window, and Musburger tries to catch it and starts falling out himself it's, it's like, like the big contract it's years of work that fly out the window and then he knows norville's the perfect the, idiot uh, bumstead files yeah. oh nice yeah i like how uh i like how tim looks at the start with the hair up and looking a little crazy and weird he's almost like uh everybody's famous uh, everybody's favorite and not racist Kramer. <laughs> yeah, I would I would sum up um, exactly like that. Yeah, he does have Kramer hair for sure. It's just it's up and everywhere. And we've pretty much hit the start. Once um Musburger has his man, they're trying to drive the stock down before a month. Because in one month, they're going to be able to buy up all the shares that the old president had. So it's like majority of the company. So everything's riding on this. But I do want to bring up um, Norville has his idea, his little sketch right from the start. And it actually threw me and then was one of the funniest things in the movie yeah, he does. He has a he has a big plan and a brilliant idea, and uh, he keeps it in his shoe. Uh, Jeff, tell us what is tell us about that plan. It's it's crucial to the movie. Well, his plan he doesn't say it. He he plays. I would call him a. a it takes so long for him a, to say a it. lanky doofus that should not be in the city, and his plan is on a folded up piece of paper. As you said, he keeps it in his shoe, and it's just. I believe a red circle for the kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a. Yeah, uh, he says what's he says you know for, for the, the kids. kids, and that's all he says about it. Yeah, you know for the kids, it's just a it's just a circle and his dirty smelly shoe. Yeah, but I actually think that's a smart. You uh, you can't let the cat out of the bag. He's just casually showing these people. He doesn't need to explain the genius and 
it worked out for him. That was in the other. I was really impressed by what the other circles ended up being, uh, what the doorman pitches and the very end of the movie. There's another one. It buzz the elevate buzz from the elevator. He has he has more circle ideas himself. But but Tim Robbins his big circle idea it's it's a hula hoop. It's just a it's just a circle drawn on a piece of paper, and all he says is it's for the kids. Uh, but eventually it ends up being proven to be a hula hoop uh, because while he once he gets you know this big promotion from the mailroom uh, he goes and he gets all done up and. Uh, He's in charge. He's he's head honcho for a little while, because uh, he saves he saves Musburger. Uh, Musburger starts falling out the window. He grabs him. He luckily got his pants double stitched. Exactly, that was quite the scene. I'm wondering if uh, if he would have died just from the single stitch. I guess so. They showed that part tear. Are you a two stitch man, Josh? I can't. Wow. Hold, <laughs> wow. Hold hold up the three. Uh, I'm I'm could never understand if that scene was him, the one nice thing, Paul Newman does in the movie. Yeah, it, he's a weird character in the movie. I like him a lot. He's uh, when Hudsucker jumps out the window. Uh, Musburger just kind of walks over, picks up his cigar, and just stares out the hole. Just stares out the broken window. Uh, it's such a it's such a power, <laughs> such an insane power move. <laughs> yeah, they're they're cutthroat they're, and cold hearted, and they make the joke of they're negotiating as soon as he's dead. Yeah, they're all business. All business. Business, yeah. business, business, business. And then um. Pretty much the next part happening is um, something I think you probably like, Jeff. Are you a big fan of the romance in this story? I'm still in love with um, Jennifer Jason Lee. From, From movie. this movie? Um, yeah. Sorry, she, I keep talking over you. She's a fast-talking lady. Uh, they all are. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie is how everybody talks. Uh, they they just yeah they do talk uh very fast talking we were trying to figure out when we were watching it like how would you describe the the way they speak until they finally did it themselves and and uh they call her a fast talking career career woman uh jeff tell us about about her character she gets uh she's got a fairly important role uh and she's with norville for majority of the movie um, she works at a newspaper, and I, I want to say it's in New York City. I should know this. Um, they work for a newspaper. Her boss is John Mahoney, who is Frazier's dad. And her yes, her sidekick is uh, a man named Schmitty, who is Bruce Campbell. And she is a very proud reporter. She won a Pulitzer, which comes up anytime she talks. And she wants to know what's going on with Norval Barnes, why this complete stranger is put in charge of a what seems to be the most important business in New York. It it is the most important business in New York, but do they ever really say what they're doing business wise? I really don't think so. Did do 
I don't think so either. I don't I don't remember, and I don't remember what that uh, paperwork was that flew out the window, but whatever they're doing, there's, there's a lot of money changing hands for sure. Yeah, and then Jennifer Jason Lee is going to play the um, Muncie, Indiana card and really tug at Norville's heartstrings. I liked how she kind of first conned him and picked him up. She met him in a bar and came up and basically started crying right away. Jeff, are you vulnerable to sad women? Are you the guy that's got to help out the lady at least buy a drink yeah, for her? Yeah, that's most of my problems better? with women. I am, I'm the nice guy. So I get a lot of uh, the uh, the sad ones, which usually ends with um, "You're like a brother to me" and and all that. But wow, well, you you are like a brother to us, Jeff. But uh, <laughs> we're not gonna have sex with you if that's what you're trying to. Yeah, neither to... of us like that subcategory on Pornhub or anything. So, so I just have wasted brothers. all my time on Twitter. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm only 13. I know. Jeff, I'm only 13. I'm, you, you've known this. Everybody, everybody has an end game on Twitter. Well, okay, so, back, back to... Uh, sorry, back I have to, back to, to change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can uh, yeah. take your time. Uh, more than five. Once that's five, I'll, I'll be I'll be of okay. age and then anything goes. Uh <laughs> Anyway, there's the scene with Jennifer, Jason Lee. She 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 meets him in the, uh, meets him in the diner and like now when she plays that card uh that that Muncie and Anna card that she gets called out on it super fast by those two gassy taxi drivers who may be my favorite characters in the movie. Just yeah, the, the guys guy. that are um, playing everybody's favorite game. Jeff, do you, in public, talk about the people that you see walking around and make up stories when you're hanging out with somebody? I no, love I, people I, talking. I can't say that I do. Yeah, I'm sorry. Really? Oh, you got to try that. Just you just make up crazy me. stuff. It's like meeting There's a new a lot Twitter of spies out there. They just have a wild life. Just, just eavesdrop <laughs> more, Jeff. The tech... <laughs> The taxi drivers pretty much just call her out for being a con artist, and they're absolutely right. But then she's going to be a secretary, and everybody knows office romance is a dangerous. Um, I like the movie parts of the movie where it completely stops and will go towards other characters, and the cab are were they cab drivers? Um, yeah, they had one of them had like a. A hat, and it said something taxi or something like that. But yeah, I loved it when they cut to those characters because they were completely unimportant, but they like narrated the scene. It was really funny, and uh, I don't yeah, know. It was really seen it was, something it was like cool. this happen plenty of times. Numerous, yeah, they knew it so well. They had seen it so, so much. But I guess that's just, you know, I think they the said life of she's going to, they even call it ahead where she's going to say uh, lumbago. I'm not completely sure what that is. But I think she even puts her hand to her forehead and and faints in the classic uh, damsel in distress. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then he carries <laughs> her all the way to the office, <laughs> all like up. He, I guess, he carries her forty-four flights up the elevator. Forty-five with the mezzanine, maybe. Yeah. And uh, then, then she tricks him into getting a job, and she writes a big expose hey, on can him. Can I interrupt you one um, second? Um, Sydney Musburger, Paul Newman's character, has a sidekick, basically. Yeah. Who is a maintenance man? You mentioned the the magical black man before. He has, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He fights the um, magical black. The magical man. black man is in uh, so many movies and shows, and um, I don't want to get it too off subject, but there's an excellent show called The Leftovers, where the main. Yeah, the main character. I know what you're talking yeah. about. The, the main character HBO actually one. goes out in the woods and meets one. And they even have a talk about the magical black man. He's like, How could this get any better? You're actually talking to a magical black man. Um, but he has. The magical black man has kind of a um, opposite side, and that is Sidney Musburger's sidekick, and he does the maintenance at Hudsucker Industries. And when Norval brings um, yeah. her in, he smudges um, the guy painting the name on Norval's door that says, like, Norval Barnes President and gives him a okay. that is the most evil thing I've ever seen in a movie before. <laughs> okay, so that's the guy that's – he's he's the – you see him mostly yeah, replacing the name on the door. <laughs> that's like – his most of his job, yeah. He's, He's a, a bit of a big, kind of mongoloid-looking guy. So yeah, he's with he's clearly evil, excellent I penmanship. Guess. Good. I forgot all about him. I actually, we got to where he was fighting the old magical black man, and obviously, I was like, you can't hurt the magic black guy. But I'd forgotten about him that he was scraping the doors. Yeah, he's a he's an awesome character. Uh, he does come up. He gets to be very important. Yeah, later in the in the movie, after after the hula hoop goes into production, and there's all the the what the hoopla they say. Oh. Uh, he fights the other old man, and uh, it's a it's a pretty epic fight scene. He literally knocks his teeth out, and then they. Stop in the clock. Yeah, you're, you're, but you're we're kind of way ahead. getting ahead of ourselves. That's the end. There's something. There's something I really want to talk about. It's right before they start selling the hula hoop. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee goes out on that balcony, and they kind of have their first kiss moment. But what I want to talk about is how he got her in the mood. He started talking about they used to be animals in the past. And that maybe like their Beautiful horns gazelles. grazed one another, and it took a strange. I <laughs> must have been too horny and blacked out during this scene because I don't remember any of it. Oh, he, he does. does. He says I was like an antelope or in your gazelle, and he uh, he woos her that way. And there's another weird dream sequence at the end where they're dancing like a uh, Big Lebowski or something, some more Cohen style. Basically, Jeff, I just want to make sure you no, don't I'm, like I'm animal good, stuff. 
I'm totally into chicks and Henry Cavill. <laughs> Just... <laughs> and sleeves in five years, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Sleeves in five years, yeah. Um, but no beastie out. There is one All of my right, favorite good. scenes in any movie, not just because of what this is, but when the when they make the hula hoop for the first time, it does not sell. And they're very worried that it's going to... Norville, anyway, is worried it's going to bankrupt the company. The other guys are fine because they kind of want this to happen. Um, yeah, it doesn't sell at all. It's like it's complete trash. They're, there's the scene where they're just uh, throwing them literally at trash cans, like not even just just throwing them. They're rolling down the street. They're just yeah, throwing the them out. They're lowering the, the prices. And, uh, I think it starts as like five ninety nine, and yeah. it just as the time goes by, he keeps putting the stickers on it. goes down to... Mark it down, and it got so low, I think it was like free with purchase. Yeah. But But then they just throw, well, I don't know, ten of them out, and one just happens to (laughs) roll through the city to the perfect little kid. And something I was stunned by, the first person to find the hula hoop invented a bunch of the hula hoop tricks could you do like around the neck and around your leg jeff i couldn't do any of those i'm I'm so good at the hula hoop i don't do it by choice because i think if people see how good i am it's something they could never live up to so they're just not going to do it yeah that's nice of you you're a real hero Retired yourself. I got my gold hula hoop hanging out, but feelings. I don't use, yeah, really use it around others. <laughs> Sleeves, do you have a hula hoop? It's a it's a teenager thing, I think. I have several, but I can't use them, and I really, honestly, can't stand a lot of people nowadays that are obsessed Is it with them. A big them. thing now. I was a big uh, skip it fan that's like that's ripping off the hula hoop kind you know of. who you use skip really it's move one leg the people that can't hula hoop who <laughs> oh yeah i use a skip it i you secretly look down on those people <laughs> you should they, they um, deserve to be looked down upon i i didn't look cool the hula hoop kid is it. one of the best parts of the movie and if anyone watches it they will have that song stuck in their head for days i still do yeah we were talking about that it sounds like a bunch of other songs like we kept being like what is that song <laughs> but then we finally like looked it up and it's like it's called like hula hoop uh, i should say that the hudsucker proxy is a yeah, completely found... fake story about the invention of the hula hoop it's not this there's not one yes, real part yes about this but i want to know if the guy who invented the hula hoopers family was mad when they put the movie out see i was kind of hoping there was some crazy stuff about the hula hoop original guy but yeah and when i looked this up i was surprised it said that um the cohen's wrote it with sam raimi in 85 and it comes out in 94 and it's just uh, yeah, I th- they're wild. I think the Ooh, Cohen brothers, so Sam really Raimi, wacky. Bruce Campbell, uh, there's a guy named Rob Telpert. If you 
know anything about Sam Raimi, it's these group of people, I think they all grew up together. So Bruce Campbell is actually in most of the Coen Brothers films. So them and Sam Raimi are all friends. I didn't realize that. I love Sam Raimi. I mean, oh shit. Uh, I almost fell out of the chair. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, he's done like everything. Like I don't know. Evil Dead and all of that series was just so incredible incredible to me. Uh, as I'm continuing to grow up, it has it like resonated. I don't know. It's just ever since I saw it, it's been a part of my life ever since, you know. And I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. I, I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. I'm sure it's safe to assume you like all those. Oh, yeah. You said you're a huge Bruce Campbell. He's one of those actors right that I'll, I'll watch anything they were in. Did you watch any of that uh, Ash vs. the Evil or yeah, Ash vs. the Evil Dead? I only watched the first TV yeah, series. Yeah, it's excellent. It is. Is it good? Um, they actually redid the uh, Evil Dead movie, like a reboot. Yeah, it was, it was excellent. Yeah, I love um, the remake. Yeah, but then I thought they were gonna yeah. keep doing those. But then it was like, no, we're gonna make a we're gonna make an Ash TV show, and I loved every second of it. And I think the it's it's so good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, he does. He's got, like, his chainsaw hand still, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's like, right pretty after, much just picks, I don't think like, it's right, right after up, Army it? of Darkness, but I think it's it's still part of all of that. So everything in there happened, and it's just him, what, 15 years later? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I've I seen a little bit of it. They have some up on Netflix, I'm pretty sure now. Um, one, I don't know if you'll know I'm talking about sleeves. Hopefully you do, Jeff. It has that side character who's the the younger actor that looks just like Ben Stiller, like the goofy-looking young Ben Stiller. He was in the third Fockers movie or something. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jeff? That the – oh, boy, really trying to not get canceled. He's the Yeah, I'll get canceled too because I think his name might Ashen be Pedro. Dead. And he calls him – he calls him <laughs> Jesus Hefe. Christ. Yeah, he's great. I'm not – <laughs> That's fine. All right, you're all canceled. Somehow the 13-year-old is the only one that knows how to behave. Um, Bruce Campbell's character in this movie, too, is, is fun. He's another fast-talking uh, news reporter, and I think he's very cool in this. He sure Bruce does. Bruce gets slapped a lot, right, um, Yeah, in the, in the movie... Uh, they talk about uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and um, I. I am so bad right now because I can't remember her character name. Oh, it's uh, fine. Uh, her and Norville are talking about either, um, Amy so Archer. That was yeah. Fine. It was her. Uh, Amy Archer is her real name. She's the news reporter, and yeah, he calls her a fa- uh, fast-talking career girl, and she probably hangs out with. You know, the guy's in the newsroom, and his name is probably Schmitty. So it's like he's he's calling her on that, too. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, when she writes the letter, Norville, like, ha- he, like, dictates to her, uh, like, a response to the article, which is, uh, 
I really love that response because uh, <laughs> she just has to sit there and listen to it as he bashes yeah, her. It's not nice, not knowing but, it's her. Yeah, it's not nice, but and he's completely right on every him. single thing she says. Yeah, he nails it. Like he gets her to the T, and then she just has to listen. And he's like, "Oh no, I'm just, I'm just blowing off steam. Throw that, throw that away." And yeah, that was. I like that scene a lot. This movie is really good. Uh, it is a really fun movie because it's not like, as a comedy, it's not like super duper like in your face. There is like a enjoyable story to kind of pay attention to. That's like fun. Even though it's, you know, about a hula hoop. Yeah. Sleeves and I, neither of us had seen this, Jeff. And it was really good. I'm glad you picked it. Um, is there anything in the story that you like with, like, the business stuff? Or is it just, it's just right for you? Or does any of that kind of uh, tie in? With, I like, like it because life? it seems to be a combination of so many things. And it's not, I've never seen a movie like it before. I'm not like a film student or anything like that, and I know it is. Yeah. It has the feel of like 1950s movies. I think the movie takes place in at the end of 1957. Oh, um, you were one year off. It's the whole thing's like 58, and he's jumping on New Year's of 59. So yeah, right there, a 50s yeah, movie, um, the hula hoop. Frank Capra is the guy that did. Um, it's, it's a, a wonderful time. life. It's kind of a lot like his movies, but it's still a Coen brothers movie. So it gets weird. It goes to different places. Uh, it's never boring to me. It, it's always, it always just keeps going and it's strange and it's weird. And the character of Norville, it shows him starting out with good intentions, but as soon as he gets the power kind of turns into a jerk. So it's like you're rooting for this guy, but at the same time, it's like as soon as he gets yeah. up there, he just turns on. Yeah. He's fine with um, yeah. layoffs, think, right? Uh, That's something that Sydney she gets Musburger mad at him for. Sydney Musburger says, like, you can fire whoever you want. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Paul Newman. Yeah, speaking of Musburger, Jeff... Uh, what do you think if you were making like the Bob's Burger burger of the day? What would go on a must burger? Uh, let's see, just a bun with a cigar in the middle. <laughs> I mean, there's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yum. He always has the cigar. Um, I liked that he uh, he like forced it into Norville's mouth once he decided he was the man nothing like an old man sneaking up behind yeah i don't i don't know if he's like after right? he was successful i don't know if musburger is like okay you could be one of us no it seems like they're still fighting against each other somehow that whole time what about um the guy pitching him the straw buzz buzz, buzz. did you watch the wire no I watched the first uh, first Buzz couple is... episodes. It's like this is not something I want to watch right now. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. Unless I'm really wrong and it's a doppelganger, Buzz is one of the cops, and that he becomes a teacher. Anyway, when I'm about he pitches oh, a straw. Sorry, when I'm about seventy years old, I'm, no, you're good. I'm going Go to um, watch The Wire and The Sopranos and every other show that I am supposed to watch. But 
the wire was just like. Ugh. You should watch. You should watch at least the first season of The Wire, Jeff. It's I, it's one of my favorite well, I think uh, it's seasons of television. It's just like, oh, I'll watch this at some point. Which is what TV and movies it, is right now. There's so much of everything. All right, well, like, how do I pick? Yeah, but he gets pitched the straw and tells the guy yeah. it's but yeah, shit. He gets, pretty much. he gets, and it's sorry. the same. I don't want to talk over you. No, you're good. It's the same sort of circle that he was pitching to everybody. Which the it's the uh, it's the it's the circles on the bend of a bendy straw, right? Yeah, it's the the little bendy straws. Yeah, so he takes so his idea is another like the pitch is just another paper with a perfect circle drawn on it. Yeah, Norval pretty much treats him like shit too. Yeah, it treats him like shit for the exact same uh, idea. It's a hula hoop, just smaller and on a uh, straw. Yeah. Some idiot is bothering me, and I'm busy, and I'm going to get rid of him. Story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I guess it's not too much later that like the reporter gets in trouble at work and quits and she's mad at Norville and Norville ends up at that well, bar and he gets to meet another like Cohen brothers kind um, of Musburger's sidekick the bald uh name painter finds out who she mm-hmm. really is Yeah That's right Yeah so so Paul Newman finds out and tells Norville you're just dumb for that and it kind of sends him down to um I don't know, like, the bars. He's just trashed and ends up at a, a coffee bar that Steve a, Buscemi is the bartender for. A juice bar. For. A juice, yeah. Full of beatniks and hippies. And he, he says martinis are for <laughs> squares and then punches Buscemi, which uh, I guess most people could beat most up Buscemi. Most people want to. He's got that punchable face. Are you a fan of Fargo? Oh, I love Fargo. Uh, he's another Cohen actor. Yeah, a bunch I have no problem with him, but he, he always plays a guy that you usually don't really want to be friends with. He's got that slimy exactly. look. Of, uh, just, yeah. Probably don't want to be around Steve Buscemi too much. It's going to get some on you. <laughs> and then, um, so he pretty much, like, chooses to straighten out and kind of pick his love because she's realized she fall she's fallen for him they even do um that little muncie indiana the little bird signal before they kiss i think Go in the Eagles. Bar. Uh, and actually did i did i g- jump too far what i guess he was with anna nicole smith for a little bit before they meet back yeah up, she was right, Jeff? Zsa Zsa gabor who I really don't know what she's done besides be famous. I think um, I think she was on a like maybe a '70s show or something like that. But I think she was one of the first people that was famous just for being famous. So before yeah. social media and everything, we had that back then. So Anne Nicole is the perfect kind of person for being famous in that way too i guess this lady wasn't in playboy back in the day but maybe zaza 
Um, and so, yeah, he had Zaza for a little bit and looks like a big timer, but then chooses her and they're kind of leading towards the beginning of the movie where he was going to jump. Do you like the zaniness of that jump when we finally get to see it, Jeff? Because tell everybody what sort of happens to keep him from dying. Um, the magical black man and the um, the maintenance guy, they get in a big fight in the clock tower. There's a uh, Paul Newman's office. It was actually like split. He has a, the whole movie to me looks amazing, but he's you see the giant clock tower. So <clears throat> sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah, you can like see a, a quarter, maybe a little more half of a giant tower clock just right inside his little yeah. office there, and that's where uh, Orville's pretty much falling. Yeah, towards, so Moses is. Uh, I think his whole job in there is to keep the clock going. And him and the maintenance man yeah. get in a fight while Norville is going to jump off the building. And, um, oh, does the maintenance guy jam his fingers? I think Norville was going to jump, then change his mind, and then didn't the maintenance guy, like, step on his fingers? The maintenance guy sticks okay. the broom in the clock. And then, like, tells us, uh-oh, I'm not supposed to do that. And whenever he gets in that fight, Sleeves brought it up earlier, I think he punches that guy's teeth out, and then they catch the clock again to kind of save Yeah, so in this more. movie, time can stop all based off of a giant clock in the top of a building. Exactly. Much like yeah. normally in New York. Yeah. And... Whenever it gets stopped, the um, the angel comes down. Is the guy that played the first president in the angel, Jeff, is that um, the big, the, the other Lebowski in Big Lebowski? I believe he's in there. Yeah, the you angel is wearing, uh, wearing Hudsucker, who is the... the um... mm -hmm. I think that's the guy that, uh, big, that Lebowski's dealing oh, with. Oh, maybe. Yeah, with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, just, who is the yeah, other comes, creepiest human being on the planet. Well, not anymore, but uh -huh. I've never seen an actor. Yeah, yeah the oh, angel God. comes down. My bad, my bad. The angel comes down and um, tells him that all, that he's going to have all the shares and he needs to look at that blue letter. And it's a good story from just tying that back in later. Sleeves, what do you think a guardian angel would tell you? What do you need to know right now? All I need to know from, like, uh, any sort of angel or, I guess, a ghost uh, would be whether or not they have pubic hairs. <laughs> that's, uh, that's really... Are you, familiar? Are you familiar with Sleeve's pube theory, Jeff? Oh, I no, I just pictured a 13-year-old boy taking a piece of paper out of his shoe. <laughs> And, and holding it up and just saying, for the kids. <laughs> it's for the kids. Yeah, it's just a, a curly, a, <laughs> just a, yeah, a curvy, curled line, yeah. Let's go ahead. We'll... Let's go ahead. We'll tell the people. The, the bugiverse <clears throat> needs to know if they don't already. Sleeves, you think that pubes help 
make your clothes fit? Can you can you explain better? Uh, yeah. I mean, the more pubes you have, the little tighter your pants are gonna fit. Um, if you shave them, then you know your pants will be a little looser. It's you know it applies to all sorts of body hairs and uh, pubes all over. And the clothes make the and man. the clothes make so, the man. Yeah. So theoretically, more pubes makes you happier. Is what I see. So do you think this. that like the belt companies like big belt actually encourage the shaving of pubic hair because they should it will just keep your pants on better if you have more of it so i mean let's uh, if i got enough people doing the right stuff with their pubic hairs i could put the every belt company out of business big belt (laughs) hates sleeves but i've digressed enough sorry for telling i don't know if you wanted everybody to know kind of your secret i don't know that's that's uh it it, sometimes my clothes it looks like my weight fluctuates or like i'm wearing a bigger shirt or a smaller shirt but uh that's not the case i'm exactly 169 pounds and i'll always be that 69 and it's just my pubic hairs are different lengths (laughs) And we might have lost Jeff no, at this point. I want to I say not. I'm used to it. He's just <laughs> Jeff knows all about my pubes. Yeah, sleeves is like I gotta I gotta go on a diet, uh, and he gets a razor out. <laughs> Tip the scales at 170. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to kind of just the end of the movie really have left we're kind of finding out they say at some point uh, the future is now and norval gets to go back and he kind of realized that you know success became his identity the same way it did with uh the first president and it's something that's cool the movie definitely seems to tackle a lot of you know corporation stuff and i like that he just finds out he needs to make out with the babe, basically. Yeah, Jeff. I think he summed it up well. It's a story of a, a nice guy who finds success, turns evil, and realizes that it's okay to be a nice guy again. And he exactly. uh, he has Very another relatable. invention, which is another... <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you tell everybody in... Be sure to uh, describe the patent, too. Well, his his deal. next plan for success is another piece of paper with a round circle, and that round circle turns out to be the Frisbee. The freaking Frisbee. Yeah, that was epic and really funny. They have just that, the straw, but those are all really clever jokes to put yeah, after and, it. And I was impressed There was a that. part kind of left it out, but... Um, Buzz, he invents the bendy part of the straw. And then when kind of at Norville's, the fall of Norville Barnes, um, after he becomes successful, it's like harder and harder to get rid of him. So they come up with this idea to say he's crazy. They even have a like over-the-top German psychologist uh, make like a video presentation to show the board that he's completely insane. They say that uh, Norville stole the idea for the hula hoop from Buzz. 
So they kind of rope Buzz into it too. Yeah, that that part's kind of funny. I think he walks up to Buzz and he says, "What's this I hear about you stealing yeah, my he's, idea?" Yeah, he is told by yeah. Musburger that uh, Norville stole the idea from the hula hoop from a guy who had no idea what he was talking about, and he's with Anna Nicole Smith now too, by the way. That's right. Yeah. He moved up and got Zaza. Yeah. And you said it in a kind way, but they tried to put him in mm-hmm. the booby hatch. And then instead, I think Musburger ends up there. I can't I can't quite remember why. And actually, now that I think about it, was Musburger sleeping with the first oh, president's wife, remember. Jeff? I think they no, he had a they had a because party I where swear... it was, um, you meet their wives and they are just loud, obnoxious, rich, white women. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of smother them on the couch. That's right. At the end, I thought there was something. I could have sworn that Angel said something about uh, Musburger and the, the will or whatever, but I'm probably wrong. I was a little... I want to say that's probably the best way to watch this movie. It's very strange, and it's it's a hard movie to really describe outside of the basic plot to it. But I want to say just like a living cartoon almost. There's so much going on. There's so many things in every single scene. It's just one of those movies you need to watch. Is there any other movies you think you could like? What would you compare it to? Like... Whenever I looked it up the first time, I don't know, for some reason my initial reaction was like, uh, for some reason this makes me think of uh, Barton Fink. Uh, And then after watching it and everything, I started to realize, you know, why I uh, thought that. I mean, it's, you know, the Coen brothers and stuff. Uh, What other, what, what, is there anything that, I don't know, that you would kind of like compare it to? There's something... There's something not to cut you, not to cut you off. I think of Roger Rabbit because it's that. Zany. Oh, that makes sense. Um, what were the you Coen say, Brothers Jeff? thing Sorry. makes sense, and if it was going to be compared to anything, it would be a Coen Brothers movie, because there's a couple directors out there where you know within five minutes what you're watching, and whether you like them or not, like the Coen brothers, you know, it's a Coen brothers movie. Um, Wes Anderson, the guy who did Rushmore and the life aquatic. And I'm trying to think of a couple more of those movies. Um, uh, you said life aquatic. That's yeah. what I was thinking of, but yeah, I know who you're talking about people that kind of have their style and you know, them right away. Somebody would say the same thing with, Tarantino maybe but he's yeah. not kind of a zany on those sides um, yeah are you um are you a no country for old men uh, fan that's one of that my favorites the oil one there was two movies that came out at the same time no country for old men and then the other one you're right they came out the same year no yeah um, that's it I always the oil one is there will be blood yeah yeah that's one's really good too but no, no country is um, a Cohen one. I yeah, write. what I was saying earlier about a lot of people not knowing about this movie, it, the people that do seem to love it, but it is left out of so much stuff. Like it's the shame of the Cohen brothers. 
probably because it was a bomb, and that's why when people find it, it's like, I've never heard of this before. Like, you could love the Coen brothers, but you may have never seen this, but I think it's their best movie. Yeah, I maybe had seen it doing, like, the IMDb search of them, but I really wasn't aware of it, and I've seen most of the other ones. There's still, um, I guess Sam Raimi also worked with them on Miller's Crossing, and that's why I've I seen still need to all watch. the Coen Brothers movies except it, but... Raising Arizona, which I could not finish because there was a scene where everybody was chewing, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, it really is, and it was just things. like I can't. This is no. I chew into the microphone, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, they pushed it too hard. No, I appreciate no. it. I don't like that ASMR stuff. This is not an ASMR podcast. We don't promote any of that unless they pay enough, I guess. Do you Sleeves, any- do you have any last thoughts on the movie or anything? I do. Okay. <laughs> I do. Uh, no, I do. I, uh, I looked it up, and... Uh, the man that invented the hula hoop also invented the frisbee, and then he co-founded the company Whammo, uh, which is just—it's just so exciting to me. Uh, you, I don't know Whammo. Uh, you, I don't know Whammo. I know frisbees. I know frisbees. Yeah, uh, Whammo makes frisbees. If you see a frisbee or a hula hoop, you're gonna oh. see that name. Yeah, I think frisbee. I think frisbee right, was like right. um. There's a little bit of truth. Like a pie plate maker or something like that. So back when uh, you just uh, ate pies all day, I guess they'd throw the discs around, and the guy is uh-huh. like, I should make this out of plastic. Yeah. Like like maybe the Wild West days? I wonder if I'm trying to think of yeah. uh, other round okay. things, but yeah. like maybe the right. yo-yo. Yeah, but I think the yeah, yo-yo was maybe a Maybe they weapon. got the yo-yo, too. Yeah, I think but I'm not making that up. I I'll think the yo-yo word. started as a like a weapon or like a hunting thing. That I definitely use yo-yos as a weapon, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I can, I can knock a motherfucker out with a yo-yo. Um, Waymo also makes a silly string and the slip and slide. Jeff, uh, what's your signature slip and slide move? Backward somersault. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm good. Holy shit, that's impressive. I didn't. I'm, I'm good at two agile. things: hula hooping and, and slip and slide. So no, the summertime on, to be honest, is the summertime all right about now is air conditioning because it is a hundred degrees here. I'm dying. I'm also very Irish, so I burst into flames if I go outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's brutal out. I hope you're taking care of that little cat uh i can't guarantee alphabet pizza would listen to this but she does i think she the wants the biggest a fan of my chat. cat oh she's great i do have a question about the movie do you think that the way it's going that hudsucker industries is going to turn into a toy company you think he's gonna like just what well, we yeah. don't really know what they do before maybe all this maybe these toys make sense for hud sucker uh because I, I won't tell you what i think hud sucking is 
or what a HUD is or what you do to suck a HUD, but I could see toys being involved. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if if they come out with the water slide, then they're solid for a good 20, 25 years probably. They had to have crushed in the 80s. I picture, I picture Norval Barnes turning into a kind water of a Willy Wonka barbies. type character. Sure. Get his crazy hair back and then just get rid of the elevator. It's uh, slip and slide, water slides back downstairs, you know. Uh, I mean, financially speaking, I think t- moving into toys would be the right move for Hudsucker. I mean, when, you're, when you start killing it with a hula hoop and a frisbee, you got the market locked. Yeah, and it was just all really fun. I I don't know you that well, Jeff. Um, I call you my sensei on Twitter because I'm kind of your art student. I really want to step up my game, be a little better at that, and you inspired me on there. I I think this movie feels like it fits you really well. Premier, it was nice. Bad Photoshop artist of the uh, of Bugaverse and. If I see anyone exactly. else do it, I There's kind of get a little worse. mad. Yeah, they're they're kind of <laughs> stealing your thing, and I can say that because I'm stealing your thing, so I can tell. But yeah, you have to keep up everything. You're always funny on Twitter. Um, in a second, just promote the Doom Boys and whatever else you got going on. I. Uh, I really love the movie. I'm glad we got to hear it and see it just because you pitched it, man. This was a lot of fun. I don't know if you have any last thoughts or anything and you two sleeves. I'd say, um, sorry, I keep talking over um, you. Um, I say it's just no, the movie you're you need fine. to see. If you like the Coen brothers, watch it because there's a good chance you haven't seen it. Um, and if for some reason it gets real big and popular, is one of those like forgotten classics you can be cool and say you've seen it. Yeah, it's a fun movie, and like I said, I mean, Bruce Campbell's in it, uh, and it's Sam Raimi. Those those guys are uh, cool, you know? Yeah. yeah, Sleeves knows cool. He said that before the podcast started. He said, I'm, I want people to like talk about it, and then they'll say it's cool, and then <laughs> Sleeves later. So it's like, I'm cool, and it's working, buddy. It's working. Jeff, uh, plug your show. Did you yeah, guys just um, drop a new podcast and, uh, uh, last night? Dickie Killjoy. His uh, Twitter is Modesty Contest. Uh, yeah, we do a podcast about Dune. Um, we're also going to get that done before it gets real popular because there's a movie coming out. But uh, we talk about everything related to Dune and a lot of things not related, but it's a fun time. And I think we're gonna have a, a crossover coming soon, right? We might Yo, you're talk about some stuff on Dune Boys. Discuss the movie uh, Tremors, which is related to Dune. Fantastic! I love Kevin Bacon, and he's in Tremors, so it's a great, great one for us. Thank you, Jeff. This was great. All right, man. Have a good one, guys.